The best thing you can do right now is if you own an iPhone, is change Siri's voice to the Indian one. So when you ask Siri, you get a poo. Hey Siri, yes, what can I do for you? <laughs> Set a timer, please. Why don't you want things timer for? Oh, it's actually trying to do it now. No, cancel Siri. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I won't. Okay, I won't. Oh no, he's talking no, back to you. No, All right. <laughs> no, don't you worries. No, no worries. Don't you bloody bloody. <laughs> That's what I'd love it to do. If you're like, oh, what was that, Siri? Don't you bloody. Just just ask him. He'll, he'll do it. I swear. What? He'll ask him. Ask what? Ask him if he can do that. Just like talk back to you. Hello, Siri. See, he doesn't recognize me when I talk like that. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> hey, Siri. Can you talk back to me? You need to unlock your iPhone first. Oh. oh. He wants me to unlock. No, don't call the house gate. <laughs> What's that got to do with unlocking my phone, you weirdo? Hey Siri, give me some attitude. Well, technically that is attitude. He's blanking me. <laughs> well played, Siri. Well played. He's gone full female. <laughs> I'm giving you the cold shoulder job. Oh dear, well played, sir. You won that round. AI wins again. Right, so you will notice that um, Lou is a lot whiter and um, shaven. Also wearing salmon pink. Genuine, Genuine salmon, salmon pink. pink that, is actually, that is actually a really nice colour. It is. It's just off. It's not pink. Yeah. It's not. It is like an actual salmon. I've got a pink waistcoat that might rival that. Alright, yeah. game on. Yeah. So we are today, because it's, well, sorry, yeah, for those not watching, it's Jason. Hello. <laughs> He's back and you watched him on the crypto ones. Are you off the center, of the, off the edge of that camera there? Pull your pointy elbows onto the picture. God damn it. This is a problem when you're too tall. I need shorter friends. Right. So <laughs> I just need to befriend just dwarves and midgets only and then tell nobody just that I look really tall. <laughs> and then be an online personality only. I don't, That's it. I like, don't know why, but the only thing all that came on into NDAs, my... every single one of them, so they can't say anything. I, I don't know why. The only thing that came into my head then was a scene out of Wolf on Wall Street when they're like throwing them <laughs> shit on Mate, the target. Like, did you Wolf. Google whether you could hire people to do that? No. It was the first thing <laughs> I did. Not in England. Oh. You can in Amsterdam and places like that. Yeah. Not they in England. actually hire themselves out. For Imagine though, like if you could get around the the horse crap of UK yeah. and create a company that allowed that. You would, for a year before you got shut down, make a killing. Make an absolute killing <laughs> yeah, before somebody went, what's going yeah. on there? You, you <laughs> advertise to like the high, high-end clientele. You charge an absolute premium, but your service is impeccable. <laughs> Come on. The Velcro's like, clean. The Velcro's clean. Midgets got, have great helmets. They're lubed <laughs> if needed, <laughs> right? They come pre-lubed. So you don't have to worry about any of that. They're aerodynamic. They you get them hair, for? you all get them fades what are they on the side. For? Maybe they want them for like a bowling. So you, you keep like a slick and slip and slide <laughs> bowling. If they're doing if they're there for the like if you're launching them for the target practice, all of them have got a fade on, so they're aerodynamic, like their hair. All, all aerodynamic, hair sprayed back into a point. <laughs> Lube, you could have them luging. You could have, oh, oh, you could, you could, oh, imagine. You could have like a, 
you could take part of a water slide and somehow just figure it out, figure it out, figure it. That's a good word. (laughs) Figure it out, right? (laughs) So that you put that at the end of the room with with a slip and slide either side. And your goal is to slide them down one end, whip them around the U bend at the end, and then see how far they come back. And that's the game. You call it the U-turn. Guys, I'm genuinely shocked right now how deep he's just gone down that rabbit Welcome hole. Welcome to ADHD. <laughs> ADHD is not about running around with needless energy. It is about having wonderfully deep, pointless thoughts that you then genuinely, seriously track down all the necessary information for for no real reason because you're never going to do any of it. And then three hours later, you think, oh, that deadline's getting close <laughs> for that, the real work I have to be for, doing. For the real work. Ah. So if you're not watching, we are s- slowly and quite tantalizingly opening up some cigars. Oh, you've got an oblong one. I have one that box is pressed. That's called? Oh, yes, the box press. Press it in a box. So Jason's got his box out whilst I <laughs> am pulling out, out my 2010 turgid summum. Lim- uh, I think I don't know if it's a limited edition, but it's a special edition one that is by this company Summum, which is the weirdest or Suyamum, S-U-M-U-M. Suyamum. <laughs> you don't like what we're doing? Get in, Suyamum. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they released this one. I looked at some reviews on it because I thought it's 2010. I didn't know they did aged cigars. That's kind of crazy. So this is from a company very well priced. Mm. Like boxes of these were like eighty quid for ten. And it's an aged cigar, and it gets like four out of five stars from geeks who literally talk, they sit, smoke, and review as they're smoking it. Talk about about the burn rate, the notes, and they measure it each third by third by third. I didn't know this was all the things to do. And and apparently, this one gets smoother. It starts off quite peppery, then gets smoother through the second third, and then keeps the smoothness, but doesn't develop too much down into the final third. That thing should be hella because I aged that personally for eight years. So if it's so, like, I, I don't want to hear it. No. Yeah. You sat on it personally. Yes. <laughs> like a mother hen sits on a fucking eggs. But this, they said that it is the first. So this company, I think, is this a Spanish company? It's something. It's not like a Dominican or anything like that. It's like either Portugal or Spain or somewhere like that. Google it. Sue your mum. S-U-M-U-M. They're from somewhere in that that kind of area, France or Portugal. And it was like, they were saying, it's about time this company got it right. And this was the one they got it right with. Because they've been kind of edging towards getting it right for a while, but hadn't quite done it. Well, I so, bought that one. I had absolutely no clue about scars. I was well, just in the shop taking Happy the accident. recommendation. Mm. And that was in 2015 I bought that. Nice. If you keep it, it'll get a bit better. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll keep it. And then I kept keeping it and then kept, yeah. kept keeping it. And then I was like, I've aged this thing for eight years. Baby comes along. And I'm oh, like, yeah, so this is. I'm like, but what a great gift. It is. It's lovely. It's probably going to be one of the nicest oh, ones I've had, better, I reckon. Better happy. And I've had some posh Davidoff ones. Two, what I do need to do. Open the window. Get to over there before Mrs. kicks me into nuts. Ready for the cold? This is going to be a cold, man. Should I do a double? Up and under. Just give it a, give it a spocking. We tell you, that tell joke went nowhere. About, I was um, really happy with that joke. Okay, carry on, moving on. And we, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we tell everyone about uh, purging. We did purging in the last one. Yeah, but it is a good one. If you want to, because people probably don't know. Um, if you smoke cigars, you can de-ammonia them. Um, 
I assume it's like farting for cigars. I'd assume so. Yeah. So you basically smoke it for a little bit, like some big tokes, and then... Because essentially the, the leaves ferment, don't they? Okay, no, I don't know. Go. Yeah, so yeah. Um, when, when the leaves are picked and stuff, they're wrapped together in big bunches, and then they are laid on top of each other, and then they're laid over with like a... Um, almost like a cheesecloth, I assume... And then the heat and the humidity that comes out of them because they basically ferment themselves and that's how they're stored. And then they're taken out, unraveled, seeing which ones are wrappers, seeing which ones are fillers and things. But in that fermentation Graded process, process yeah, that's yeah. it. They, they grade the leaves and then during the fermentation process, some of them will create more ammonia. Um, and then it will continue to do so, obviously, as they age. Even after the dry. Because it changes, yeah. So what you can do is, instead of, like, drawing through the sky, you can blow out against the flame, and then you get, like, this little kind of crazy flamethrower part out of it. Yeah, no. look, so there you go. Originally, when they came out, look, they were a box of 16 dollars $86.95. So if you double it when they come over here, let's say they're worth 150 quid. That's good going, If you could find them, I bet these, I bet these are going to be really nice. Yeah, oh no, all these reviews, there's nothing past 2014, so I bet you can't get these anymore, mate. They're actually well, that was the, priceless. That's what I thought. There we go. <laughs> there we go. But I, I thought when I looked at them... Well, just say, the idea I was, like, was when, the, when the guy gave it to me, he was like, oh, you know, it's not it's not going to be as strong because it's aged for a few yeah. years now in 2015 when I bought it. And then he was like, you know, you sit it down and you settle it. So it should... this, I'm, I'm depleting the world of the last reserves of the 2010 Sue Your Mum. <laughs> See you, right let's get it on also we don't have any special whiskeys here tonight we have the Elijah Craig from last week because it's just still here because I didn't tidy the desk up um, <laughs> that's your juicy juice so I'll take that from out there because the camera will probably focus on the juice and be like that's prettier than those boys let's it's keep like that a, in focus similar can we just appreciate whatever the hell color. that red dildo is you brought with you oh so this is from suemum.com <laughs> this, is, this is from no, this is from probumum.com <laughs> That, uh, That's really nice. It's basically, if you're not watching it, it's a cigar holder. It's a, yeah, it's a nice leather cigar holder. But it looks, it, like, does... a, it looks like a knife holder, is what that looks like. Does it? It looks like it should be a blade in there when yeah. you pull it out. Yeah, it's cool. And it's so red. So you can tell a lot about uh, somebody, about their perception of an object that they pick <laughs> I automatically look at that and think either probing object or cigar holder, and let's go straight to knife. knife. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a knife. That's a cigar. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, until he's had a daughter. Red leather. Yes. Yes, you can, can't you? Already changing. Knife. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, I was... We, there was um, so we went to... Mitch, so Mitch's gym, which he went to with me the other week, mm. he, um, Mitchell Ram, who I do the worst pain videos with, he's opened up a whole new studio thing it's really cool and we basically have our own private gym now through mitch and last night we went down um they had log press there's some strong men there Amazing. so we had like log pressing and this big fat grip um deadlift bar things i had a quick yeah. plan log press my shoulders a bit jacked i had like 50 kilos on it or something like that and um it was so much fun but like little techniques of rolling it but they were doing full um like RPE workouts with it and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, they, and yeah. they were like four of them doing it, and they were just like, "Let's fucking go, <laughs> boys, penises, masculine stuff." And I was like, "This is awesome!" Like, this is yeah. So we, what we're trying to do now is sort out a workout where we all go down and then get like pizza after it delivered and stuff, yes. and then just chill out there, have a chat, maybe do a bit of meditation. So it's it's cool. Right? I think there's a big uh, thing to be said for having a different space as well because. He doesn't have everything like a gym has. And I realized how lazy I've got going to a gym, relying on a machine to do a movement. You become more, far more resourceful. Yeah, but far not only that, resourceful. 
like I'm having to do movements now, make up things like for hamstrings, I'm having to do way more dumbbell work um, for squatting and things like that I'm having to think of doing like goblet squats elevated on a plate with my heels all these little things to create different angles and layers and you realize how piss weak you are at these things because you've been stuck in a machine or stuck in the same Very one range of motion for so long two dimensional like 2D. Said, a couple of months so yeah, yeah. I'm loving going there because like before I do an exercise, I'll get the one that'll be easy to do. And I go, right, I need a second one. And I just have to stand there for a couple of minutes thinking like, hmm. Going through hmm. the library. Yeah, going through, yeah. Just, like, just the no, Rolodex of one, movements. Not that, not that and then also looking at the bands, looking at what I could tie them to. And it just, it's so good. And then honestly, I came out the other day when I'd done all the, so we were doing like a lot of floor presses and all this stuff. Fucking crippled. Yeah. Crippled me in the best yeah. way. Yeah. So really good. I did a stiff leg dumbbell. Romanian deadlifts with the dumbbells nice. yesterday until I literally like was you know you're just a jelly you go and you wobble in a, in one position but nothing moves because <laughs> I was doing concentration weeks this is interesting at the moment I'm, I've started doing my touch my daughter and I'll rip your head off routine and it's uh, <laughs> so it's, it's based on three phases of anger so <laughs> we have we have the volume phase which is basically how many times can I punch you in the head really fast phase so volume works on my like basic pushing my body to a volume limit where it hurts and then doing 10 more reps nice so it's a 15 5 5 every single set yeah with a three second break between the 15 and the fives nice and the minimum i allow is 10 3 3 okay when it gets to bigger movements yeah yeah, yeah. so that's pushing cardio levels in that so we're aero in that we're not anno we're aero so, so we're keeping my average heart rate when I first did that was 152 for the whole session. <laughs> yeah, which I don't think is quite healthy, but it showed like how much impact this thing had. So I was basically doing weightlifting cardio for the whole session. Um, if you don't know, I also do three body parts, two exercises per body part, five sets. So everything I'm doing is five sets. So you think it's 25 reps, five sets, two exercises. Nice. Um, and then I repeat that again within the same week. And, um, so that's volume week and everything's done in that way. Then it goes from volume into heavy slash strength. Yeah. So this is, um, I'm going to crush your windpipe week. <laughs> so we've got straight. rapid face punch week, crush your windpipe week, or bear hug you to death week. Um, and this is obviously strength week. So bigger rest points, pushing. Um, we do five sets still. First two are lead-ins. So uh, progressive increase of eight to 12 range. So eight to twelve with one rep, up the weight, another eight to twelve with that weight, which you know, you know, you're still getting the same range, yeah, but yeah. you're not pushing anything to failure. And then the three sets, heavy, nice. where you're pushing four to eight with your final set being a four. I don't know whether that was like Makes sense. Conscious, but like my shoulder winced when you said <laughs> four to eight. It's like, no, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do yeah, it. It's, <laughs> it's a bodybuilding day. Yeah, where it like, moves no. and you get where you get no bodily satisfaction from it. Yeah, you yeah. just like I shifted that really heavy fucking thing. Yeah, and it that, felt that great. moved, and that's your only satisfaction. Because you don't get a pump. No. You don't really get the joy of the movement. It's no. just like your body's trying to go numb real quick. Yeah. You? Did anything else hurt that shouldn't do? No, yeah. awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. We don't need <laughs> and to, the weight moved. We don't need to numb him up anymore. Yeah. So that's a good one as well, especially when you aggressive because you can do weight note your weights on that week and then obviously you know you can always hit your deads your uh rack pulls presses squats the whole shebang is that you really want to focus on you can really dial in those in that week and then the week i'm in now concentration week which is basically mind to muscle week so this is basically every single rep that you're squeezing for two seconds and then you're doing so you do and it's a two two three so two up 
two squeeze, three negative. Nice. It's freaking horrible. And that is basically, so the concentration week is how long I can hold on to you so you can't run away. Yeah. So I've got my concentration week of just being able to hold on to you because I pull you in two seconds in, hold you there for two seconds and you try and run away like a little animal. I can just fight that negative really easy over time. So that, with each time I then punch you in the face multiple times from volume week and finish off the crush your windpipe. Fucking crush your windpipe yeah. and finish you. There we go. Yeah. So you've got a very whole, horrible, together. painful experience <laughs> yeah. before you actually put them out of the misery. I love it. I love so it. That is, it works really well because you have your volume, which is aerobic. Um, obviously, it chews up all your creatine and ATPs, has a, keeps your heart rate up. You've got a strength reach. Which ha- oh, and I have a, like roughly a 30-second rest in between those sets in the volume week as well. So it's nice. a very fast-paced movement, yeah. hence it being push, horrible. Push, 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 yeah. push, yeah. Everything is also in the volume week, is not speed. The reps are still rhythmic. So yeah, if yeah, I'm doing 15 yeah. reps, it's not one, two, three, it's one, two. With full ranges of motion, everything else staying static, it should be. Squeeze. Yeah, so yeah. there's none of this like, oh, I'm doing a light set, so you see some people start trying to fly and all this crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I do the volume week like I do the strength week. Like yeah. I do the concentration week. It's all dialed in so that it all benefits each other. Nice. Because the idea is, is once you've, the real idea, obviously, outside of killing people, um, is... <laughs> there <laughs> the, isn't you, one. You, yeah, you get, <laughs> you get the volume and that cardio push and uh, from the volume week. The strength week, obviously, is about dialing in those mechanics, bringing in all your rear chain, strengthening all that and being able to actually shift load so that you get stronger so that in your volume weeks, to do the 25 reps, you can start to do it with slowly heavier and heavier weights, which benefits that hypertrophy. Um, and obviously being strong is just a benefit all round for maintaining um, a good uh, working mechanics over a long period of time, as yeah. long as you obviously don't injure stuff, which is why I'm not powerlifting. And then the concentration week is essentially what would be a active rest, but it really can't be called rest. But what it does is your reps, are, you, you can't do more than eight reps most of these sets yeah, because you're just sheer fatigue from the slow two, two, three. Um, so what you are doing though is giving your joints a real break because you can't do heavy weight. You're not smashing your aerobic system. So your CNS gets a break, your joints get a break, but your mind to muscle and mechanical improvement then comes back round, bang into that volume week and everything starts moving again. And you be, you you get, it's so weird, that strength week, those weights that seem heavy when you first start after about a month suddenly start moving real easy because yeah. the recovery works well. So for me, this has worked really well um, in the past. If you saw me at like, a, I think it was the third expo with Gymshark where I looked retarded. Like I looked like I was ready for shows. Yeah, this was what I was doing. That's what like, you were doing relentlessly. Like, and how long ago was that? Five years is it now or something? It's been since the expos. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I was smaller though. I was actually like now I'm like eighty four kilos. Back then when I was that, I was like seventy four. Wow, like ten kilos less. Yeah, yeah. Which you wouldn't know in a picture because my proportions have stayed pretty much. That's the same. it. Yeah. yeah, and I think I was having a conversation with somebody in the gym about that the other day because they were like, oh. I want to um, I want to try and put on like you know you know how when everybody starts they're very enthusiastic and I want to put on like three or four kilo of muscle this year. Yeah, good luck. And I was like, yeah, well, I, I started with that and I thought he's only young. She's coming into the gym. I was like, don't don't don't, don't, don't destroy, destroy him. Yeah, don't destroy right him. So I was like, think about trying to add a pound or two. I was like, but don't underestimate how losing two to three pound of fat will make you look like you've already added oh. another pound of muscle. Yeah, dude, I used to lose like seven pounds when I started dieting because obviously I was dieting 
bodybuilding style that was to maintain muscle yeah. and lose the fat people would always be like Jesus you put some size on I'm like cool thanks I've lost 7 pounds <laughs> you know what the worst feeling yes. ever was right when I was competing I'd be 74 and a half 75 kilos at 6 foot 1 so I was in the oh, middle yeah. weights yeah so you I was like legs. 11 yeah I was 11 stone 10 time. Right, you must have a tiny like, head. You must have a tiny head. A little pea head. <laughs> <laughs> really tiny wrists and hands. Look at this. And it's beautiful. We've got isn't a it? cloud. Just like, look at that. It's a perfect sad. layer of cigar smoke is just lined in front of us. That is. I've never seen that. Look at that. Beautiful. That must be from my um, spocking of the window. Yeah, the one up, one down. It's one just up, created yeah. a perfect pressure. One in the top, one in the bottom. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm about to. Gentleman Jack, sir. Against your... What are you having? Uh, you find the Elijah Nikki? Craig. Oh, you found the Elijah Craig. Can we find the Nikki? Oh, it's there. There he is. Perfect. The, the Japanese whiskey. After. Cheers, mate. To you and to... killing people if they ever touch your daughter. Yeah. Li- y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to light up this cigar. Here we go. So, worst thing during the bodybuilding years... So I'd shred down with like 11 stone 10 wet through, covered in tan, fully clothed probably. Yeah. I'd come off the show, I'd bounce back far too hard, which is what caused me all of the the problems with my hormones and stuff, even as a natural. And um, I'd have people come up to me and they'd be like, oh, stop that uh, bodybuilding thing, have you? Oh, fuck. (laughs) I'd be be like 15 (laughs) kilos heavier thinking, yeah, I got my arms back. Chest back. Oh, this is in a bounce back. Feeling bigger, yeah. Or because you didn't have popping veins yeah. and everything everywhere. And they were like, oh, stop yeah, that gym thing, have you? Do you, do you know what? You're, you're literally the story I wanted to tell. You've nailed it on the head, right? <laughs> How to tell who is your mate in the gym and who is somebody that is happy to see you not do well is a simple thing. When you lose weight <laughs> to like get lean, there'll be two comments that come your way and this splits the room. The first one is, you're looking lean. Okay, that's your mate. That's a, that's a supporter. That's someone behind you. The second is, you've lost some size. Yeah, I used to get, oh, you're looking a bit skinny. Or that, anything oh, along yeah. those. That is a that is a hater. That S word. That's a hater. Ooh. That is a hater. That's how you literally know. So you're looking lean or you've lost some size. That, that's how you can split it. Yeah. And whenever someone would come up and say that, because for me it happened a lot when I was fighting because I used to have to drop weight to fight. Mm. Um and I would change my training coming into a fight where I'd completely come off the bodybuilding yeah, yeah. and go purely into functional stuff for like, I don't know, eight weeks, nice. maybe, maybe a bit less. Um, so my body would change in terms of glycogen uh, uh, storage. It would it would be way less, less of a pump and all that yeah, going on. Yeah. And um, I remember whenever anyone came up and was like, you're looking lean, I'd be like, yes, mate. And I'd like, it box you off, tick you off. Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> you've, lost some, you've lost some size or anything along those lines. I was like, cool. I know where you stand. Cool. Yeah. And I had it the other week in the gym. Oh, really? Yeah. Because obviously I've been, I got ill over Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I lost, I think it was like near, I think I ended up, ended up losing a total of about eight on eight or nine pounds. I was going to say, it was the best part of two, th- two thirds, nearly three quarters of a stone. Yeah, it wasn't was bad, it? Yeah. man. It was bad. And then um, I've got back to training now. Uh, but so this was the f- first week back in the gym. I was wearing a black t-shirt with the sleeves down, black's, quite baggy. Very slim. Yeah. So if you don't know, black <laughs> makes you look skin. I used to do it sometimes in peak season. I used to go in, in a black hoodie because I knew it made me look small. Yeah. And then I would take it off halfway through the workout <laughs> just to see the faces of the people who thought 
I'd lost stuff. I used to love it. I was like, I used to be like be a sleeper, you know, in the gym. <clears throat> and um, yeah, it was, and came up to me and they went, first thing they said was like, you lost some, lost some weight. And then I was like, yeah, got real ill. And he went, was it, in, was it intentional? Like he said, was it intentional? I went, nope, got really ill. And then I was like, don't worry, be back in two weeks. Yeah, so that, it'll but, be there. but it was one of those where the person's, they're, they're like, they're in decent shape, mm. but they're never going to be a, yeah, caliber yeah, yeah. you know they're not going to be up there in terms of detailing proportion balance and stuff like that in terms of just your average guy not we're not talking about bodybuilders who are the level up from that mm. but i maintain a consistent physique i have done now for about five years which is why you don't see me transition too much because i don't rely on drugs to go up or down so that's why i stay pretty much the same unless something bad happens in two directions like diet and um training I, I had this where I bored my audience for a very long time because I was just in shape. Oh, and I have been no, for, that is it. for five, yeah. six years. And, and they just and get used to like, seeing it and they're like, yeah. So you just get used to it after so a while. I, I actually got quite happy that I looked so crap by the end of five weeks Yeah. because I'd like, had ev everything, then, everything had happened. So I was like, oh, I need to video this shape right now because this is fucked. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel and look crap. Um, and don't get me wrong, like I've had points where I've softened off and not been pushing as hard in the gym and had those bouts of low motivation, but never to the point where like my shoulders disappeared. Yeah. The loyal vein started to actually be like, I might pack my bags and fucking leave. I might leave. Yeah, I might leave. Carry you, on with this yeah, if you, keep, if you keep, you know, snowflaking it like this, I'm off, mate. <laughs> like, yeah. You can take this hose and you can replace it with one of those little spaghetti bean things, whatever the hell you call them. <laughs> I don't eat pasta. <laughs> spaghetti bean thing, whatever the hell. Yeah, and um, so it was a real moment where as well, getting back in the gym, because it's five weeks off, you forget how terrible you feel when you get back in there as well. Because I thought back in the gym is going to feel great. No, it felt horrible. Everything was wobbly. It's hard to live the same weight. You can't breathe. <laughs> I'm looking confused, mate, because I've never had that off. Oh, yeah. And that's not me that's trying to I mean. brag. Well, I've been training for uh, what a, a decade over. Let's call it fifteen years, if you include like me doing sport and everything. Yeah, yeah. Probably in total under three months off in that entire time. Yeah. Because I go slightly mental when I have the time off. That's it's not a good thing. Yeah, for me. I don't like and it. And I've never found that having a, a week off makes me come back fresher. No. I come back and I feel horrible. Yeah. I feel like I'm pushing through rust. Yeah, I also I also feel like. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's like the people that are addicted to substance and stuff. Maybe we're addicted to dopamine from the working out. But like, I feel irritable. Mm. I feel like I want to. Like, and this is why I started all these challenges. I just recognised that I wanted to punish myself. And it's not because like I'm I'm like some dying soul inside, and and you know I'm I'm just crying out for attention. I'm just kind of like I just like seeing what my limitations are and pushing hard. Like you going into this this new three week phase. Yeah, going through those different phases must be excruciating because you've got the your body's just never getting used to it. It's not adapting, and and I just find like I like going in there, massing myself up. And I know it goes against everything, like like optimal recovery and all this shit. But I think you like unless you're in a position where you're doing no. Let's back up on that one. My hoop, my hoop, which I have on my wrist, which is one of the best, ugliest things I've ever put on my body. The best, ugliest thing. Yeah, if you don't, haven't seen a hoop, basically what they, they do is analyze every um, facet of your physical being from your, um, like, 
your O2 saturation points, the strain on your, they calculate overall strain on your body, your um, your sleep, your recovery, uh, the, the workout. It logs it logs the calories burned, the everything, heart rate monitoring it twenty four seven. It's an impressive device. It looks like a, um, a shitty fit. It looks. Do you remember when they they made those snap on bracelets? <sighs> <laughs> and you whip them on your arm. It's, you bend it out, be straight like a ruler, and you whip it, and it curve around your wrist. It looks like a twenty-year-old watch strap that's upside down. <laughs> yeah. oh, like it looks that. like yes. one of those snap-on bracelets, but less cool colours. <laughs> like cool. it's just all black. Yeah, it's all turd. And then. you have to wear it an inch above your wrist. You can't wear it on your wrist, so it's also really awkwardly placed and turd. But the info you get from it is impressive. Now, I have found that as long as you get sleep and eat your recovery stays high. Yeah. So this thing about going in and smashing yourself and not being able to recover is only true to the extent of how much you will give your body to recover in terms of sleep and fuel. Yeah. So you flat fall back on those. Yeah, if you're going to bed at two in the morning, getting up at eight, that next day you're not going to be great. Yeah. And you will suffer if you're going to bash and bash and do it every night. But if you get to bed at 10 and you're up at seven, and you've yeah. got nine hours sleep after a hard-ass workout. And you're fueled. And you're or you'll come out from that workout and you're like, God damn, that was a beast. Oh, that was a beast. You know that night, nine hours sleep. You'll be good the next day. That's what I've learned from this. If you work out like a volume one, like I've been doing, the volumes, you can get away with seven hours sleep. The strength training ones, after day four, you need the nine. Yeah. Because um, it's anaerobic CNS killer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Need that downtime. Yeah, I think you're right in the fact that we do, we can adapt mentally but you can adapt physically too to these things. So like I can literally change my sleeping pattern from each what cycle I'm in. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to say, so I do these cycles week one, week two, week three, and then it rotates back around. Yeah, yeah. and you come straight back around to mm. it. Mm. No, it's, it is surprising. I think, I think we have no idea what we're capable of as human beings. Because I did that 500 dip challenge. Day three, it was like- You were messaging me like, I was like, how bad is it? You're like, meh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to, right, to be fair, so a bit of context. I did 500 bodyweight dips a day for seven days in a row, right? First day, I was so surprised. I did a little celebratory <laughs> at the end of it. I was like, I can actually do it. And my arms still move. I thought your arms were going to fall off. Well, day two, like, it felt it was coming. It felt like it was close. Oh, that's a good purge. Oh, we got a full flamethrower. <laughs> and um, day three... I actually filmed the very first bodyweight dip because I was like, I don't know whether I've actually got one in me. Oh, really? Yeah, it was right, you that When bad. you went up, it was like... like oh, when I just up. leant on the dip bars, I was like... Ooh. But then when you're up... Ooh. First one was excruciating. And oh, then no. it's like, I think we had this conversation last week where like a fighter breaks their hand, a couple more rounds oh. and it goes numb. And you start punching again. I'm pretty sure that might have happened to my chest. <laughs> it went numb and I could just See, autonomically move it. Oh, yeah, that would have been it. Yeah. Game over. But by day seven, so day four, I think my body was like, oh, this, fuck's sake, this is just becoming normal. So we have to adapt to yeah. it now because he's doing it every day. Day five, I actually felt a little bit stronger. And on the seventh day, I had a lot of fun with it. I was doing sets of 20, sets of 15, which I hadn't done earlier in the week. And you're just like, this is... This is crazy because it goes against everything. Like when I first started the bodybuilding, it was all bro science stuff. And it was kind of like, don't ever train your chest more than once a week. Oh, do you, yeah. Like where, ever. Where don't ever do it. From? Because, you, because in that same era, you had the men's, Mensler, 
I can never pronounce the Mike name. Mike Menza. Menza, isn't it? Menza. It? Men- yeah. Is it Menz- Menza? M-E-N-T-Z-E-R. Yeah. However you say that, yeah. how he spelt it. Those boys were advocates of two to three times a week training, real high intensity and folk really horribly deep focus Do technique you for like know, 20 to 30 minutes only a session. Mike Menzer wasn't even that, buddy. By the time he peaked in his bodybuilding career where he was going for the Mr. Universe and stuff, he was once every six to nine days for 15 minutes because he just accentuated what you're talking about. You know, your um, is it your contraction week? Yeah. Or um, where you're going two up, three hold, uh, yeah. sorry, two, two and three. Two, two, three, yeah. He would do seven seven and ten just, yeah and he'd yeah, just do similar. two exercises 15 minutes and that'd be it but he wouldn't step foot in the gym until he felt fully recovered on that muscle group but then you've got the opposite side of it like five ten years prior arnold would go and arnold oh. the and stuff they go and do two Sets three hours death. on chest in the morning yeah. and then they go and eat sleep on the With beach dream. do a bit of work and then they go and do another two you hours watch, in the afternoon you watch the or ranges of motion on pumping iron oh wow it's like oh, it, you're surprised they've got joints left yeah Absolutely, they were just going balls to the wall and everything, weren't they? Yeah, and then you just had Palumbo. No, yeah, no. Palumbo is Frank the guy. Palumbo is the good one. Palumbo is the guy that messed himself up and um, gave himself turtle belly and skinny arms and legs. Remember, and then got a, a disease nicknamed after him, Palumboism. That's his legacy. <laughs> his legacy in bodybuilding is when you're fucked, you get Palumboism. Do you know oh what that God. is? No, I've never so, heard of it. Palumboism is this weird thing that happens to bodybuilders, and you can look at them. And then a lot of people attribute it to, to the fact you have to be on drugs for this to happen, but yeah, I'm yeah. not sure it has to. But what happens is, is the waist begins to thicken. Yeah. Um, so you become very blocky and then the outer limbs begin to shrink away. So you end up with like the arms begin to, to shrink off. Same with the quads, legs, all the big you areas. Massive and then you end up with a really thick thing. waist and, a, and a, like a turtle gut. <laughs> So, and it's called Palumboism because that's exactly what happened to him. But he did extortionate amounts of drugs and stuff. Yeah. Plus, he was super gay and I don't think he came out for quite a while. So, he was living a weird life anyway. Probably very stressed. So, he was he was a gay guy in bodybuilding. So, he had gay vanity alongside bodybuilding criticism. Yeah. So, I don't know what he pushed to get. But anyway, he's a weird looking dude to start with. And he looks even weirder now. Uh, because when these guys take gear for a long time, their heads get big. Yeah. But then afterwards, their bodies shrink. Yeah. But the heads stay the same. It's really odd. Anyway. um, Don't do drugs, kids. So, well, what happens was, if you look, (laughs) a Gaspari is another one who's got it now and stuff. What happens is, this is the theory now. Over time, what happens is, these bodybuilders lift really, really badly, heavy, heavy weights. Now, there's an absolute monster this has happened to. So if you look at Palumboism, there's like a German-looking dude with a flat top, and he's an absolute beast. And all of a sudden, he just becomes awful. He's like a real example. And it's shit. What they reckon is, over time, Marcus Marcus something, yeah, no, not Marcus Rule. I think he's he was just he was just a giant like he's he just trimmed down. No, this dude's got the Palumboism. Um, Because they're lifting such heavy weights, the bones themselves start to take some of the load. Yeah, and the actual bones begin to thicken around the hip regions. Basically, coping with the pressure that's yeah all the time. And because they might be doing and because they're likely to be doing growth hormone alongside, so they get the thickening over like density thickening of these bones, and it happens through all their joints. And then because of on the outer limbs the shoulder joint and all that starts to take the load rather than the chest and the biceps and the triceps. So they spe- their muscles begin to atrophy. They're still doing the drugs, so the tendons begin to thicken. So they end up with these really like th- sinewy-looking arms that are really small. And it's all really thick tendons. 
And so they end up with these, this extra bone density around the hips and stuff, which white thickens their waist off. Their limbs begin to shrimp, and hence they start to look like a bit like a, a tortoise. And this like is called what? Palumboism. Because whatever his first name is, Palumbo, it happened to him. And then the whole thing was nicknamed after him. So his legacy in bodybuilding is, <laughs> is, is like two, thing, two things. Bad hair plugs and this dysmorphia of the body that occurs. Wow, yeah, what a legacy. I know. And he, in his heyday, he looked pretty freaking insane. Yeah. And then he just rapidly went like, boom. But yeah, there you go. The history of... Um, That's nuts. Gay, weird body shapes. <laughs> 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 the gayness has nothing... I don't know if the gayness has anything to do with it. Like, I'm pretty sure the guys who got it after him weren't gay, so probably not. There was some... Um, uh, Bob Paris was gay back in the um, golden era, and he had a phenomenal physique. Lines in all the right places, thick shoulder, thick chest, but tiny little waist. He was like a golden era bodybuilder. Yeah. And again, nobody knew about it for a very long time. Uh, yeah, there's um, looking at them now, uh, the whole the whole the whole thing's changed, man. I I prefer the golden era stuff. I'd rather they were I less do, less size, more more like. Well, see, that's why Seabum's so popular. Yeah, Seabum's a perfect balance. He's got. A decent amount of size to him, but even but still, his like if you if density you, and proportions are just the thing. If you take if you take him back fifteen years, he'd have been in the open class now. Mm. Yeah, and you just like that's what I mean. Yeah, when and people s- love that stop. more than yeah. these. Mo- or oh, funniest thing, if you want to laugh just a little bit, maybe you don't. Maybe maybe you're one of those people that's like. I hate bodybuilders. <laughs> <laughs> I used to suck my ass. I hate you guys. You're always judging me when I'm in the gym. Yeah. If you want to feel good, right? Just Google Mr. Olympia bodybuilding Shaw. Okay? You will get a picture of Brian Shaw, one of the world's strong men, holding the hands of two winners of the Mr. Olympia on stage. <laughs> He's six foot nine and 30 stone. He makes them look like two little children who've just done a swim meet and got a medal for taking part. Because like, they're in, they're in trunks the next to him with little medals on. He's holding their hands up and their hands reach his nipples and he stood <laughs> above them. He looks like a dad who's just got his two kids out from the swim meet. And they both did okay and got a participation medal. Got, I was going to say, <laughs> they turned up and they got a medal. Brian Shaw, Mr. Olympia. Google it now. Enjoy. You're welcome. Yeah. What else <laughs> we cover in our uh, remaining... God, how's that tangled so quick? What's Time. the heaviest you've ever been? Uh, 86 kilos. And I hated it. Whatever? Yeah. Like, never, ever been above that? No, I got there and was like, this is horrible, leaving it. I wanted to get to 100 kilos. Yeah, so just blue, you I got, weirdos. I got, I got 99, I got to 99.7, 99.8. I was just like, this monkey. <laughs> I was literally a monkey walking around, dude. I had a 36-inch <laughs> waist. Ooh, and yeah. I walk around with a 29-inch waist right now. I know, so I how did like, you cope with having a thicker waist? I just, did it bother you? Yeah, a lot. Like all that, mm. all I was bothered about, and I was very one dimensional in, in how I used to do this. It was like, and I, I am very much all in, hence doing 500 dips a day for seven days. It's just like, if I'm like, I'm going to go this way, that's what I did. And I, I was eating two and a half kilos of rice every day. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. 800 oh, this, grams of mints. This watch is knackered. And then, is it done for? It's done. Done. Done, mate. Look, that. that. The free spinny thing that's made to make it work ain't spinning no way. Ain't spinning no more. Mm take that apart anyway sorry i just had to share that with you it's, uh... <laughs> so um or the only thing that kept me pushing fun, towards it 
because I I'd hit like ninety ninety one kilos. Obviously, I'm six foot one, so it, yeah, yeah, it, so you it, would it, hold it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hold for, like badly on me. And when I was eating the right food sources, it it was okay. And I had a six pack at, at ninety odd kilos before, and I I, was, yeah. I had a few chest rises and stuff. It was good, but then to push to that hundred where I'd never even been close to before, I'd only been about ninety two ninety three kilos. It was just. The only thing keeping me pushing towards it was stepping on the scales and being like, oh, I'm a bit heavier, I'm a bit heavier, a bit heavier, a bit heavier. Yeah. It's the only thing. Is it not thing. like trying to hit a top speed, though? The faster you yeah. go in a car, the hard, the more horsepower you need to get that extra 10 miles it's an hour. terrible. The same horsepower that gave you 40 before was only going to give you five well, at well, the that's it, point. That's crazy. Because to get beyond the 93 kilos, I was eating, I was eating these meals, and they came in like um, serving tubs, not... Tupperware tubs, yeah. they're serving tubs. That's it. Like like you put salad in there, but this was full of rice. Yeah. And I took three of them to work with me every day for an eight-hour shift. Oh, yeah, that guy. And it was just, yeah, and I just sat over it, like, looking at it. And what i do is I'd have a pint of water there. I'd take a mouthful of whatever it was with a spoon so I could eat it quicker. I'd put the mouthful in, start chewing, grab some water so I could chew it into a mush and just swallow it down. I was that, I was that messed up. See, when it gets to that point... You're no longer enjoying food. It's one of the greatest pleasures of life. Absolutely. I think you've gone to a bad place. Oh, 100%. That's what I didn't like about it as well, like, was the f- getting heavier. Well, I was doing the strength training at the time, which is why I tried to up my weight so that I could push more body weight against the weights I was trying and hopefully reduce joint pain as well, getting a bit more f- cushion for the pushing, you know? But <laughs> I got to 86 kilos and I just felt like I was walking around like this everywhere, like yeah. as if my shoulders were glued to my traps yeah and i just it felt horrible to me and i was like oh this isn't for me no. like i was pushing and i could have gone up and up i could have hit 90 pretty quickly yeah but i was just like oh one i don't like my waist being this thick no. i don't like the way i feel in clothes i feel like i started becoming one of those i call them jumper pullers yeah you know those blokes you see them and they look big but if you look at them closely and this especially if you're going out to a club right look at the dude who's in the jumper in the club in summer um, <laughs> or, or any part time when you think I don't really need a jumper right now you're in a heated room um, watch him he'll look massive but he will constantly pull at the hem of his jumper to make sure it's not riding up because he's got a conscious gut underneath there and I saw a guy and when I was working on the doors he was out every week and he looked massive like to the point where I'd look at him and think what a freaking unit that dude is and for, for uh, and months saw this dude uh, in and out of uh, town and then one time I went to train at one of the local gyms and he was in there in a hoodie and he looked like a monster partway through his workout he took the hoodie off oh my god <laughs> everything I thought was there shoulders biceps back and everything was one big merged blob he had zero separation or anything his chest was tits no real muscle there whatsoever he was just I couldn't it was like when women put on spanks but for men the black jumper for the bulky dude is spanks for men right don't trust the guy on tinder in the black jumper girls there's something there we told you before the black one makes you look slimmer so if you're an 18 stone heffalump but you can pull your gut in a little bit and you put a black jumper on you might look like a 16 stone jack dude So, yeah. Honestly, that was the most shocked I've ever been in my life. I can't describe to you. Like, yeah. I was mid-set and I did this. Ooh. Just expecting like, something completely Because I was yeah. expecting, yeah. He just, all his, I don't know how he did it. Maybe he, like, had little pads. I don't know what, Nate. I mean, he didn't. But it was just bizarre. Sure, sure his, you know when the arm just goes into the shoulder? Like, there's no separation. Yeah, nothing. nothing. It's like, like a cankle, but on the arm. 
<laughs> it was that. And there was just nothing. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. I, that just came flooding back to me, that did. I remember being there in the gym, seeing it. After weeks of looking at the dude, thinking, monster. And after that, I trust nobody. It's crazy because I, I got heavy and I lost a lot of separation and things like that. And I hated it. Mm. Well, in a picture, you'll look smaller it. even when you're heavier yeah. as well. So especially if you're in like, the world we are now, where it's a lot of picture taking and stuff. Yeah, it, it's the, I don't, unless you want to be a sidewalk cracking dude where you have, I mean, some men have zero care about abs. Yeah. They don't care. Like all they want to be is strong and massive. Yeah. And all power to you. But for me, I've always, I've grown up watching Stallone, Arnie, Bruce Lee, all yeah. that. So instilled in me, I remember thinking, watching uh, Bruce Lee and then watching Rambo first time, thinking, how do I look like that? That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to do this. Like, that's a man. Yeah. And that was all I ever grew up from. I remember being 13, 14, just how do I do that? And I, remember, I was talking about this the other day. So one of my mates had, um, we were talking about all the dumb stuff you did when you were trying to, when you knew nothing about weightlifting when you were younger. And so you would just go in and like sprint on a treadmill and then go pe do pec deck for 40 minutes. Because <laughs> somebody said, that grows your chest. And then you would say, what, like, so I could look like this. And you'd get up a picture of um, like Rambo and you're like, and you're like eight weeks. They're like, yeah, no worries. Just do like a hundred reps on that pec deck and then and sprint. Yeah, no problem. And you'd be like, right, yeah, doing it. And obviously it didn't work. But I remember one, one of the lads, his brother was about we were probably he was three or four years older so his brother had started to get into the era of like creatine and stuff like that yeah so he got hold of these tabs that his brother had bought which he probably thought were like dark market things but were probably just like uh ep what was it ep something they were called do you remember them it was ephedrine aspirin and caffeine all in one tablet Fuck, somebody told me about ep them. something they got banned yeah, no. a while ago yeah well, it's ephedrine isn't Ephed it? it's, yeah. yeah so i think all you have was one of these but because he had this tablet <laughs> and that wasn't it though because you're not convinced by a tablet but what he said to do with the tablet which was the secret <laughs> right is you open the tablet up and you poured it under your tongue 20 <laughs> minutes before you worked out <laughs> and i was like what and that like helps you grow muscle That's fast it. he's like seriously fast bro like <laughs> like man okay. like I I, I I got these to my brother he got them from this guy right <laughs> can't get him again <laughs> it was a red pill as well so that always makes it more <laughs> dangerous, it more dangerous yeah. and I was like hook me up bro and he really? gave me four tablets four so I had four weeks worth. Which, which was easily 10 pounds. <laughs> Just one on a Monday like. under my tongue. And for the rest of that week, I thought I was king. That's <laughs> it, like, switch your screw. So I did, instead of 100 pec decks, I did 150 with some bicep curls that week and sprinted even further. Sprint. Got to level 10 on the treadmill. 10 on the treadmill. Although I did get really good at the pec deck. <laughs> I remember outlifting two full-grown men and making them feel really oh, do you shitty. Know what, mate? I, I never see this was how bro science I was, but this was this was athletics days for me. This was decathlon stuff, and I was in the gym to get stronger with things, and so I'd just push until a body part couldn't lift oh, any yeah. more of it, and I'd be yeah. like, I know that's how strong I am, kind of thing. I'd never do it for one rep max. So I didn't I didn't understand the concept of lifting once. I was like, well, once I tried help that me. a couple of times. Um, and it just leads you to getting hurt. Yeah. Because 
unless you're like really good at those power movements, mm. suddenly loading a bar up and seeing, oh, what's the heaviest I can do? I guarantee you're gonna hurt yourself. I, n- I never even had the concept of it until one no. of my mates who, who went to some national camps was like, yeah. oh, we do we do sets of uh, like seven, five, three, and one what, or What's something. your one I, RM? I was like, well, you only do one. I was like, yeah. well, what's yeah. the point in that? Because I can, I can lift that for, for five. And then he's like, yeah, but then you put more weight on. I was like, we don't lift it for five. Yeah, because it's it's well, it's efficiency. Yeah, isn't it? it's just like, well, why are you doing that? Well, I was talking um, about this. Strong, when you do when you do when people do proper strength training, it's not about like getting a pump looking good. It's about moving a weight as efficiently as possible and getting a, better a at to it. B. A, a to, to B. B. That's yeah. it. It only needs to move from there. I'm not interested to here. That. That's it. No, that's it. I appreciate watching dudes that do it, and it astounds me. Well, what I never I made the correlation it, between. I don't find it fun. Was that I could, as 14 years old, was the youngest that I'd ever actually been in the gym. I could um, stack the leg press. At, um, yeah, if you could stack uh, anything. But I hadn't made the correlation that, you know, my legs had, were quite big at that point still. Yeah, I could stack I say the on behalf of, of most of us who lift, fuck you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> then I have like a stringy upper body and all well, of yeah, the we, comments we, yeah, that no, I made. No, just wait, wait. We don't care, Jason, because you can build all these. These are the fun bits to build, right? These down here, these suck. These yeah, steal your soul and don't give you anything back in return. They're like... Six days you know, of hell and you know seven you, days leg day again. That's what I used to have. You know when have. you go to a car park and you think it's £2.50 all day and then you misread it and it's £2.50 an hour and you've been there all day and you suddenly have a £25 parking charge when <laughs> you come day. back. That's leg day. <laughs> you put in your £2.50 and it asks you for £25. It's fucking leg days. Well, I never, I, I never made the correlation that I was, I was very strong on my legs and then I was only pushing like three or four plates on the chest press or something and I was like... Yeah. And I was just kind of like, well, that's what I can do mm. and obviously my legs are just better. And I had no idea that my legs would by far outgrow my upper body. And all of the comments I used to get on the bodybuilding shows was, your legs are phenomenal. Yeah, because natty, fully quads yeah. are the hard things to get those big sweeps on. Like, so if you have that get, like as a good genetic outcome, like that is, honestly, I would really, my, my good parts are shoulders and traps, which is really bad for when I was natty because it's like gear areas, <laughs> like andro areas, <laughs> like, but literally, like from uni, the first things were because I was do, I was all I was doing was machines, and then I went to uni and did free weights yeah. for the first real time, and I just went yeah. on just my shoulders, chest, and like a little bit on my arms, but predominantly shoulders, traps, and chest. Um, and I just remember thinking, "Ah, oh, this is amazing! Look how much I'm blowing up!" And then waiting for it to happen on the legs. <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm still waiting. It's been right fifteen now. years. <laughs> Do you know what? I got down uh, one of the shows I got down to a 27 and a half inch waist and I still had 24 inch legs yeah you see that is because I genuinely believe you can build an upper body to, to really nice proportions especially if you start going dark side with the gear mm. because like the andro areas are the traps and the shoulders and stuff you gotta be careful not to have the spaghetti arms which you see in the gym everywhere like you, that is the big thing like if you're gonna do gear boys listen train your fucking arms train your fucking arms hard <laughs> and we, by arms we mean train your fucking triceps because most of you bash your biceps, neglect your triceps, and your triceps are two-thirds of your arm. That's going to be the next challenge. What? Try and put two put, centimeters on my biceps in two Oh, weeks. that is a good one, actually. That is a really good one. Two centimeters. A lot of two people want that. Cold. Yeah. Oh, how much did you gain on your chest after the seven, five hundred a day? An inch. In a week. In a week. Has it held? That's cold. Yeah. It's held. Still held. See, that's your bodybuilding muscle memory versus your hard weight point. Yeah. There. 
It's cool that, isn't it? An inch in a week. What I'd have given for that back in the body. I can imagine. Yeah. But like for me to then, like me back then couldn't even comprehend yeah, me now. That's going, because you've been above that prior though. Let's yeah. just make that a caveat. So people don't go out and do five of your dips a day thinking, I mean, you do it. You probably need surgery. If just honest. do it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the surgery would be fine. We've got the NHS. Don't do it in the, in the US. The don't do it in the NHS. US. Yeah. Do don't it. push those premiums. If you're in the UK, just crack on. You'll yeah. be fine. There'll just be a surgery. string of people in the NHS suddenly. Oh, <laughs> shoulder surgeries. Dickhead told me to do 500 dips. Thank you. Yeah. The 500 dick challenge is what we call <laughs> 500 dicks in the waiting room. <laughs> but yeah, inch oh. in a week. Which is crazy. But again, like like I was saying, me then couldn't fathom doing more than a chess session every single week because that was, you don't do that. No, I, you were, you were, you I did bro for years. Yeah. Until you look at the science and you realize that 72 hours is your time frame. Yeah, tops. Right, and even if you're on gear, that's still correct. Mm. You should still train like that. You should still do everything once every, like like twice a week. But then how do you explain what happened with me with the, with the dips? What if we're not actually unlocking what we think yes. we're truly capable of? Because like you said, you're not asleep, get the right fuel, you're not oh, yeah, stressed yeah. out, so you, your that, relationships that, isn't... Uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't maintain 500 dips a day every day for like a year. Like it just, you would end up needing shoulder surgery. These, yeah, I think, I, th I was going to say, I think you off. create too much of an imbalance with that. But I yeah. think... Well, but if you did like I'm, 50 I'm, dips a day... Oh no, I'm thinking something different. I think like... How how would you break? How many muscle groups would you say you you train? So like you said, this is well, one you group. could totally so, wipe out bodybuilding altogether and just do safe CrossFit, which is everything all the time. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm talking and about te testing this theory of oh what of, a, of a, like serious serious pressure. Yeah, so I reckon you could do a seven day periodization of. You only train dips for seven days. That's all you do every single day. It doesn't matter how much it hurts, day two, day three, day yeah. four, it'll get better, day five, day six, yeah. day seven. Day eight, pull-ups. Oh, you mean for like do that for days. like, so if, and then over X amount, so how many body parts we got? Eight, 10, we could cover Something in that. Like that yeah. So that's so 10 do, week program. I was going to say where you Mate, only I reckon it'd be do. good because you would get the shock you would get the shock results from it being like a new movement. So you get that newbie gain from that. Yeah. And you could recycle it. Yeah. Yeah, and, I reckon it would. And when you come back around. You wouldn't look like a bodybuilder, but you would look, I think if you if your diet was orientated to being lean and, and, and stuff, you could, and you obviously your cardiovascular is healthy alongside. Yeah. I reckon yeah. you could develop a good, lean, well-muscled physique with that. And bad joints. <laughs> just from repetition yeah just from grinding the cartilage away. yeah no I, I, I think the the summation of it is balance do stuff that like is going to interest you and keep you functional as well as being progressive like that's what I found over time balance so, is for pussies do 500 reps <laughs> <laughs> just push and I'm you know what I'm going to introduce I, I I'm going to go back to like when I came out of fighting didn't need to fight anymore, but still loved it. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to that style where I would instead of doing a, uh, I'd do a shoulder press, 
but then I wouldn't do a lateral raise. Instead, I'd go do punch outs with the bar in the corner. I was going to say, just listen to what he's about to say because he's just reinforcing what I just said. Yeah, yeah. So I would, I would add in, I would take out a static movement and put in a functional. So I'd do one static, one functional, one static, one functional. Push, so I'd keep push, in my bench push. press, the deadlift, the squat, but then the other things would be more like, it's like I put in like jumping kettlebell squats and yeah. you know, other things like that. And then punch outs with the bar in the corner, kettlebell like around the world. With Basically plates. go in and embrace the fucking suffering. Embrace the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say embrace the suck. Yeah, no. Embrace the fuck. Because you know, when you put suffering. that weight down, what do you do? You don't go, oh, that sucks. You go, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing that in contraction week, man. This week, I literally put, after doing bicep curls, I swore at the dumbbells. Like, it was horrible. That's a great place to be. Oh, I love it. And honestly, already, if you've been following my Instagram, you'll have seen I put up my three weeks in pitch compared to the, if you watch the video where I put, yeah. look how I look World, like turd. Worlds apart. Mate, it's already the glycogen, the slight shapes. I've even seen, see, start seeing my um, obliques and abs are starting to shape out again within three weeks. Um, and it happens that fast for anybody listening at home. You're going if, through you've shit before, if you've been there before. Well, not even that. I'm, I'm talking about if you're just going through a shitty phase, you're not getting to where you want to be. All you got to do is embrace the fact that you you need to make it fucking suck. Because when you get three weeks in, you'll have built that momentum to yeah. like, this is great because yeah. things change fast. Nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you go in and do the same bullshit, yep. nothing's going to shift. And then make, you're going to be like, why something, am I doing this? Think of something you want to do that excites you, but you fucking hate it when you're doing it. Yeah. Because that means you're doing it right. Because you'll be really happy when it's done. But in the middle of it, you're like, you'll be like, fuck, this sucks. Yeah. But you're getting it done. Yeah, and, and that's the challenge. You're hard wearing yourself. Eventually, though, you'll enjoy the you'll uh, well, we're, you'll enjoy it. the fuck. Like yeah. it become begin begins to become a pleasure yeah. because you get used to the pain and you get to associate that pain with the results. Tyson said. Tyson did say it the best. So do what you hate like you love it, and that can apply across the board, whether it's the physical thing or or a, a work thing. You know, it's all about that neurological connection to dopamine because, mm. like what we're doing now we're indulging in short-term dopamine because <laughs> it's very easy to do so and your phone is ergonomically designed staying you invest in short-term happiness yeah exactly so yeah. it's it's here and it's gone 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 yeah whereas you're up, if you're down you're up you're down yeah if you can embrace the suck the fuck whatever you want to call it it doesn't really matter but if you can embrace that process then you get this neurological connection to delayed sources of dopamine mm. and you get a much bigger rush like the cold therapy that you did yeah. Yeah. That lasts for hours and hours and yeah. hours, the dopamine rush from That's that coming afterwards. back next week because I got a new hose. Yeah. So I can refill my barrel again. Yeah. 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 Filling the swimming pool up um, in March. Oh, I'll come and do it on the But I'm not then. heating it. Yeah. So I'll it'll, come and do that it'll be low, low single figures. And the temptation, when you get in there, you're like, I'll just move around a yeah, little no, bit. Yeah, that's cheating. But you don't. It's cheating. That's a dirty fucking... Oh, no, 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 it's a no, dirty no, it's fucking cheating. trick. That's better. No, if you move, it's better because the water can't warm around you. Exactly. It's a dirty fucking <laughs> trick. Yeah, you need yeah. to stay still, right. pee where you stood, <laughs> warm it up, swirl it's it around your arm. It's a little I'm bit. struggling and I look over and you're looking real calm. I'm like, this is what I warm I can do in a couple of minutes. Do you want to come over here, man? <laughs> right, we're going to end it on that. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's the trick cold therapy do what you enjoy and remember if you're too cold just pee just, just pee, pee. <laughs> leave behind in the week that has gone all of that bad stuff bring forward what was good and have a great week catch you next one toolpit toolpit